Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. I'm Dr. Alan Leica, and I've got a real special guest today. I've had the honor and privilege of being on her show. Her name is Linda Lang. She's an emotional alchemist and a spiritual healer. Linda bridges energy medicine, energy psychology, intuition and guidance to help you find the magic within. Align with your true self and step more fully into your empowerment. She is writer for The Magic Happens and it has a podcast called Exploring the Mystic World Around. The Mystical Life. Exploring the Mystical Side of Life. Thank you, Linda, for coming on our show today. It's absolutely my pleasure to be here with you today, Dr. Laika. Well, it's it's truly is a an honor and a privilege. So why don't you give us a couple of minutes and tell us about some of the exciting things happening in your world? Well, there's always something happening in the world, isn't there? Currently, I have uh, recently started a membership group called Alchemy from the Inside Out, and that is really something that's feeding my soul and the souls of the members. We do inner explorations, some belief change work, and some energy channeling to really help us connect with our true self, release the old stories, and let our true self well let's go into that a little bit linda you're an energy healer and a spiritual coach how did you get started on this path yeah certainly um it was many years ago i was introduced to the world of alternative healing out of necessity, I would say. I had been uh, diagnosed with a very rare and aggressive cancer. I was given a year to live unless I had a radical surgery. And if I did the surgery, I was given a 50% chance of living five years. And that actually wasn't really the guidance that I was receiving was suggesting that I step away from traditional medical therapy. That's not the path for everyone, but for me, through dreams and through, I guess I would call them mystical experiences, the guidance was to start listening to the body and to work with the body alternatively. And here I am. Over, it's over 35 years ago, I have both my legs. It was a leg that they wanted to amputate. And, you know, I'm the healthiest thing my doctor's seen. So, you know, it's amazing how wrong we can be in medicine and how, how really in medicine we do not have all the answers. I was a doctor for, my, for 
since 1983. And, you know, I worked in all parts of medicine. I was an intense, I was an internist. I was an intensivist. I was everything. And I, I ended up being a dermatologist. And one of the couple of things I did was I was a laser surgeon and I was a cancer surgeon for a number of years. And, you know, although we have a lot of answers and, and although we help a lot of people, I was always amazed at the limitations of my knowledge. And you know, my story is one that I was misdiagnosed as having ALS and I only had six months to live. Well, nothing could be wrong. I mean, that was back in 2003 and it's now 2020 and I'm still doing well and I'm still doing okay. So mm. the problem with all this is that not everything that's black and white is, is black and white. You know, medicine often deals with a period of gray and when I had to tell people terrible news, I would never tell them that they have six months to live or five years to live or so on. I'd say, you know, it doesn't look so good right now. According to our knowledge right now, we don't have answers for this. And my advice is for you to live your life to the fullest. My advice is for you to seek out other opinions. My advice for you is to really if today is your last day on this planet, what would you do? What would you do to make it the best day in the world? And, and I think all of us in our limited knowledge have to realize we do not have the answers. My nephew, a week ago Friday, fell off a ladder 15 feet, and he's been in a medically induced coma ever since. Now, will he come out of it? Will he come out okay? Well, we hope he can, but you know, we do not know. When you wake up in the morning and you go to work and you go about all your reasonable things, you have a no idea what you're going to be getting into. You have no idea what your world is going to shape. And, and I think that's the important thing in all this. And one message I try to implant on everybody, especially with writing my book with Harriet, the book with Harriet Tinka called The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life is um, it's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. And I, I think that's a very important message that everybody has to take to heart because truly, you know, every day, at least in these days, it seems like we're given a bowl of lemons. And the question is what you do with that bowl of lemons more than anything else. Harriet and I had some tremendous technical difficulties trying to get her on the show today. I have no idea where that's going to end up, but but you know the point is here, we we didn't connect and so on, but we still are going ahead with the show with you and I. And it's going to be a fantastic show and it's going to give us all the things. But what I'm trying to say is in this life, it's very uncertain. We do not know the answers. We do not know all of it. Many years ago, I would have uh, said, you know, all this stuff is hocus pocus and mumbo jumbo. Then I had a very good friend by the name of Haynes Eli, who um, was a very good dermatologist, a very good thing there. But he also used to go to the jungles of South Africa to go to shamans and go to people that had a different extent of knowledge. He used to run a radio show every week on this different part of knowledge that we really don't understand, that we really don't have any information on. And 
you know, it's not scientific. I'll guarantee that. We don't know because for science, you have to have black and white answers. You have to do one thing on a thousand people and get the results on 95% of them to get the results that you were hoping for. You know, and so science is one methodology for us to work through. Science is one of the things we use and it's a tool and, and it helps us a lot, but it doesn't provide us all the answers for all our problems. And in your case, it certainly didn't provide you many answers because if you had gone down that path, you likely would not be here now. I likely wouldn't be here. Wouldn't it be wonderful if the alternative world and the medical world can actually work together? I would love to see the day that would happen. But, you know, many of those people in their ivory towers would immediately get a very upset stomach over that one. Many of them would get a migraine headache over that one. Many of them would say, well, what are you getting into? And, and you know, in various situations in life, I think we have to realize we do not have all the answers. You know, when my nephew fell off the ladder, our only answer at that time was prayer. You know, and does prayer work? Well, there is no scientific evidence that prayer works ever. But what else do we have in many situations? What else do we have in a situation that's critical? What else do we have when the whole world's turning black and you do not know? Yeah, I definitely agree, Dr. Laika. I think that there is certainly room for the two different paradigms to meet and start working together. We're not there yet most of the time, but there's starting to be little cracks in the foundation that there are a few more doctors and nurses exploring. And there's also spiritual healers that will incorporate. Well, one, one thing I do have to say is, yes, we do not have answers, but please, please don't take bleach and inject it in your body to get rid of your COVID virus, because we know that is very harmful. And please don't drink any bleach to get rid of COVID in your body, because we know that has a lot of bad side effects. So please, please listen to the principles that we know in that regard. You know, this COVID scenario is a very scary one, Linda, because we've only had this virus for six months. And we truly do not all know all the answers to it. We really do not know what's going on with that at all. And we are really, really at a loss on how to, how to even approach it. Now, we do know certain things. We know that it's a bad virus and it spreads in the presence of people. We do know it spreads more if people do not wear masks and wash their hands regularly. And we do know that in crowded situations. It's not a good thing without protection. Now, we also know if doctors and nurses wear full protective equipment, which we call PPE, that and they even see people with the COVID virus, their risk of getting the virus isn't much greater than that in the regular community. So we know that we can control its spread by being smart about it. We also know that by, by doing things appropriately, we can do things well. So 
you know, we do know a fair bit about it and we do know its transmission. We know it's a respiratory virus and it spreads by people to people. And the things we don't know is how long those the sputum particles stay on a substance, whether it'll be infected or not. We don't know the things about it. But my goodness, we've only known this disease for six months. You know, it's, it's not been a long time in the history of this. So it, just like in your case, you had a very rare and malignant cancer. Uh, did we know a lot about it at the time? Well, the problem is you probably, they're probably being a rare disease you know, if you add all the cases together of all the healthcare centers in the world, there probably was a handful of them. So how do we get answers on that? Yes, I guess we're all just guinea pigs, really. Well, I, I don't like you the word guinea pigs because to me that has a negative connotation. But I think what we need to do is expand our sphere of knowledge. And, you know, at any time when I was a resident in dermatology, I realized there was so much knowledge I could get from my, my educational program. There was so much knowledge I could get from books. There was so much knowledge I could get from experimental things. But the true knowledge I needed was that that was in the whole universe. And I did not have that and I couldn't even tap into it. So there are a lot of things that I do not know. Now, if a person asks me, does healing spiritually or energy healing work? I'd have to say, honestly, as I do not know. But at the same time, I'd say, I can't say much about it. It's up to you to explore it and find out if there's something in it for you. And I definitely definitely encourage people to open their mind and consider exploring it. I find it particularly effective to change thought patterns, behavior patterns, uh, releasing old emotions and stories, and that can also affect your physical health. It's incredible when you think that something that happened to you a long time ago, that you have these old repressed emotions that were not fully processed, and they're alive in the unconscious, they affect the physical body, that sometimes when you release them, then your physical body can heal itself. You know, itself. there was a, a very well-known, I forget his name, but there was a well-known uh, physician at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, that studied forgiveness as an aspect of healing and was able, through the scientific programs that he went through and so on, to prove that many people can get healed by using the act of forgiveness. Now, to me, that is, is a truth. Certainly, we don't have large studies of people that have gone through with that. But I think logically and intuitively, we must say that people with something dark and hidden in their path if they're carrying that around, that is truly affecting them on a physical and emotional level that I do not understand. And certainly, in my mind, can contribute to someone's disease. Absolutely. And sometimes the person we need to forgive is ourself. 
Well, I think that's the hardest person to forgive. And I, it's hardest for us to, to really move forward with that. And, and so let's go into your cancer experience a little bit more. How did that cancer experience change your life? Well, aside from completely, I mean, I was 22 years old. I was married. I had a baby. I was very happy with my life. And all of a sudden, you know, the rug was pulled out from underneath my feet. And I was really in a fear state for probably the first two years. That first year for sure, because what if the doctors got it right? And the second year, because what if they just got the timeline a you know, bit and, and, off? You know, that, that timeline was very drastic for you. I mean, you were 22. Yeah. You'd be yeah. giving only five years to live. If I had the surgery. If you had the surgery. And uh, I mean, you didn't have much options there. I mean, get the surgery, live five years or die tomorrow or whatever the time frame they were giving you. Uh, that I think is, is right. Now, I do have problems with people going on the dark side of things. You know, many years ago, many people were getting laetrile, which is the juice of apricot pits from Mexico. And jumping into that whole scenario of this is a cure for whatever ails you. And I, I think there were a lot of charlatans preying on people then and hurting them. I, I mean, they were looking at the profit margin there rather than on the reality that that would work for them. Yeah, it's sad, but, you know, it happens quite a bit in many businesses and and i do think it also happens in medicine now oh, yeah. as an ethical doctor i would never be involved in the profit aspects of it you know one of the strongest words when people would come to me for cosmetic surgery i had to tell them was the word no that that it's not the right thing for you know i i once had a young lady who wanted to be a model and she was convinced that if she had a rib removed she would be able to therefore get into the modeling job that she wanted her career as a model would be set and so on and i looked at her and i said no no one should ever take your rib out so that you could be a model you're beautiful you're attractive and you really really need to realize that it's not the rib that's preventing you from being a model and, 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 and that's a tough thing for a young person who wants to walk that catwalk, that, that catwalk and, and do the right thing and get there. Well, that's not a great thing. And, and I always think sometimes people's dreams and aspirations are in the way of themselves rather than the otherwise. So in all this thing about energy healing, I think that's part of it too. You have to understand them. You have to feel for them. And I'm sure sometimes you have to say no to people too absolutely because really i believe it is the person that is healing themselves the energy healer or spiritual counselor is opening doorways for you channeling energy towards you but don't give your power away to anyone whether that be the healer or the doctor it is your own system
your own unconscious mind, conscious mind, and spiritual self that determine your path. I, I think that's very important to realize that all of this is part of your journey. And ultimately, you have to be in control. A doctor advises you. He gives you his medical opinion. You advise people and give them an opinion as well. But really, those are opinions. Those are not fact. They're not black and white. They're not reality. All you can do in situations like that is to use that to move a little forward and to go a little forward. There was no one in my reality back then that thought I was doing the right thing. I was blessed that my husband supported me in my choice. And I just had this knowing inside and these mystical experiences that really guided me to make the choices that I did. One of the things that I did was I learned how to communicate with my body through muscle testing. So I would choose supplements and foods that supported my healing. I don't think there is like one particular herb or one particular anything that can cure a cancer. I think everybody responds differently to foods, to medicines, to supplements, and they need to work with the wisdom of their body for healing. Your, your body wants to be healthy and well, but often we get in the way of supporting its health. Well, you know, I think certain things we do know, and I think eating well is important. I think eating good, healthy foods is important. I think but, getting enough rest and avoiding stress and dealing with those aspects are important for a person's general well-being. I think exercise is something that people should do because that helps a lot to keep things working fairly well. And, and I know when I don't do any of those good things and do them regularly, I, I think some things probably in excess are bad, like alcohol and a lot of fats and things in your food are probably bad. So I, I think, you know, a middle path in all this is probably a smart, prudent choice in all this, uh, because I think people do better on that overall. Although some healthy foods aren't necessarily healthy for No, and I, I think people have to research that in their own way and have to do that. You know, I, I have heard a lot of people go on bandwagons of not eating meat, not eating other things. You know, this whole thing of the meatless hamburger that came out recently. And, and you know, after a couple of years of having it out there, we realize it's full of salt and other things in it that are probably more harmful to you than the real thing. So, so you know, there are bandwagons and trends that people go into. So I think it's, you know, we do have certain food groups that are healthy. I think eating fresher food is better than not eating fresh food. Uh, you know, unfortunately, many of us live in a part of the world where we can't get fresh food all the time, which is not great. If I could tell you a really interesting little story about uh, foods and how to communicate with your body. Because I started to muscle test, well, actually, I didn't start to muscle test right at first. I went to 
some type of a healer that muscle tested and I, I came away with all these supplements. And when I was running out of them, it was, I, I needed to get more of them. But this healer I'd went to was in Southern Ontario, about six hour drive from me. So I was looking for someone in the city that I lived in. And I went to a reputable uh, college um, that taught uh, nat naturopathy and all kinds of alternative treatments. And they took me off all of the things that I had muscle tested on originally. And I was so blessed, Dr. Leica, because this cancer that I had had a signal if it was growing it created a rash on the abdomen that the doctors couldn't explain. So lo and behold, I'm off of all of the original herbs that I had tested on, on supplements that I was directed to from this, uh, the practitioners at the college, and I had a rash. Well, you know, the foods and food stumps and, and meats are very difficult. I have a daughter that has developed a gluten sensitivity. Now, she never was gluten sensitive before, but you know, when she's in the presence of gluten, even small amounts of it, she does get rashes. And, and you know, that's there are many things we don't totally understand. You know, she was tested for celiac disease and all the other things, nothing on testing. But certainly when she gets small amounts of it, very tiny amounts of it, it, it causes her a rash, it causes her to be itchy and causes her lips to swell. So, you know, we don't have all the answers, you know. You know, when I, one of my daughters, when she was a child, uh, every time she'd eat beans, her ears would hurt. Now, of course, and as a parent, I said, yeah, right, right. You, you just don't like beans, so your ears hurt. Well, after doing extensive allergy testing, she was found to be allergic to beans and carrots and some of the other things that we would say are good, healthy foods. Okay. So because of the testing, we were able to narrow it down. And sure enough, she became allergic. I was not allergic to seafood until uh, a child, as a child, my parents decided to put a basement in our house. They thought it was the right thing to do because there are all sorts of molds and so on in there. So they dug a basement, put a basement in the house, put in central heating. And sure enough, I got allergies for the first time in my life to everything, including seafood at that time. So, you know, we don't have all the answers. We never will have all the answers. We never have all of them. But I think with all this, I think people need an honest mind. They need to stay open to things that might be there. And and figure them out for themselves. And that's what I ask people to do in all this is to have an honest approach and figure out some things in your life. I think your daughter's story is a beautiful example of how listening to your body can help your health. So she already knew she had an issue with beans. Yeah. But it wasn't until she was tested that 
it was confirmed. So you understood. So I think that there is kind of an innate sense. We have an innate sense if we eat something and it makes us feel better or not. But you know, Dr. Leica, sometimes that mind gets in the way because we really want that chocolate cake or we really want those french fries or you know and i, and I think some food sources are naturally addicting i think yeah. when you put fat and salt and sugar together it's a terribly addicting habit that people get into and it's probably more addicting than alcohol or cigarettes or other things in our environment and it's certainly been shown by food companies that those things are addictive so they love you to have them and more of them and more of them and if you can't if you go to mcdonald's certainly supersize it because then you get more of those things exactly so if we go back to my story how i handled that is that i decided to learn how to muscle test i went back on the original herbal supplements the rash went away life was good i would say at that time i was eating a very clean diet, no wheat, no sugar, no dairy, very, very clean. And I did that probably for those first two years. And I have a great respect for the wisdom of the body and the wisdom we can receive from the body as well. I don't muscle test my clients these days, but if anyone is having health issues, you know, there's all kinds of allergy testings that they can do or see a kinesiologist that can help them determine foods and supplements. Well, Linda, we're getting close to our time end here. If people would like to get in touch with you and explore some of your healing methods and your healing energy methods, what's the best way for them to do so? Oh, absolutely. I'd encourage them to visit my website, which is thoughtchange.com. And uh, have a peek at my Alchemy from the Inside Out group. If you have that kind of a spiritual streak or interest, and you're really interested in learning more about yourself, exploring yourself, and stepping onto that path of being the best you that you can be. That's what I would recommend for people. I'd also like to encourage them to come and have a listen to my podcast, Exploring the Mystical Side of Life, and that is on YouTube, on Apple Podcast, and as well, the audio version is on my website. Well, that's cool, Linda. Thank you very much. Well, I'm Dr. Ellen Lycom. If everybody, anybody would like to get in touch with me, I would love to give them a special gift of golden pearls. In fact, I'd love to give them 52 of them, one a week for the next 52 weeks. And all you need to do is text me the words golden pearls to 1-819-717-2515. That's the word golden pearls, two separate words. Second word with an S to 1-819-717-2515. And every week you will get a golden pearl of wisdom to help you through the troubles and tribulations you will have that face you through the week. And Linda, I'd like to just thank you for coming on my show today. I hope your journey is, is great and fantastic. And I hope you continue on that plan that you've set for yourself. And I hope you be in sync with your body, not fighting it. 
Thank you, Dr. Laika. Absolutely. And it's been my pleasure to be your guest today. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you. I'm Dr. Ellen Laika. Make sure you go to drellenlaika.com. That's D-R-A-L-L-E-N. Laika, L-Y-C-K-A dot com. And get a free copy of my book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. And subscribe to our podcast on this page so you won't miss a single episode. Every week we have exciting guests to help you have the best life you can.